Amen. If you are in the house, put your hands together for Jesus and celebrate the goodness of the Lord in heavenly places. Hallelujah. This morning, we are blessed as a church to have a very wonderful woman of God in our midst. Amen. She's a woman of many credentials, but by the grace of God, I would introduce her as she has said I should do that. This woman of God I'm about to introduce is a member of ICGC Christ Temple and a child of God, a child of God. Oh, put your hands together for the child of God. Church, let's be upstanding. Let's give Anna to whom Anna is due. As we welcome to give us the word this morning, Mrs. Comfort Okram. Oh, church, make some noise as we welcome the woman of God. God bless you, madam. God bless you, auntie, for coming. Thank you for having us. Thank you for being here today. You are such an awesome um, audience, children of God, and I'm grateful that I'll have the privilege to be here. Please, let's take our seats as we listen to the word of God today. God says that his word comes to prepare us to work in the world. His word comes to make sure that that which we have been called to do, we are enabled to do it. And today is a great time to be here with you. And I would like to really, really thank um, Pastor Telford for the honor done to me and Mrs. Telford as well. For you have made sure that even though I am far away today, I have found myself home. And I'm very grateful to be back home. Thank you so much for bringing me home today. I would like to thank the leaders of this church as well. Thank you for ensuring that even though we are in COVID times, we are able to meet, to fellowship, to understand each other, to hold each other up, to ensure that our God is glorified in our lives wherever we find ourselves. Amen. And for our ladies, this is our month. And therefore, let's celebrate every woman here today because you are simply awesome. You make things happen every day as you go about your work. And without you, there may be no us. Thank you so much, all the women here, for making it happen. Let's clap for the women again. As I said in my opening remarks, this is the place where we come to be guided. And so today we are coming to see how we can receive more, more opportunities or more tools to make us effective vessels in the world because we have been called to be the light for the world and to be the salt in the world. And therefore, my message today is entitled The Virtuous Woman. The Virtuous Woman. When we go to what, what people consider to be virtuous, when we ask that, what does virtuous mean? It simply means someone who has high moral conduct or shows or portrays high moral conduct. That's basically it. 
And therefore, when we as children of God exhibit those qualities, when we exhibit those attributes, people can look at us and say, I trust you, or I trust you, or I trust you, because this person has high moral conduct. The person is virtuous. The interesting thing I must say is that when I looked through our scriptures and said, where do I find virtues? I found it mainly in two main places. I found it in Ruth 3.11, which says that, and now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you request for all the people of my town know that you are a virtuous woman. And this was said, uh, um, Boaz said this to Ruth when she came and laid a petition before him that, you know, um, you know you are my kinsperson and we need to be redeemed. The fact that the things that we have, we need somebody who can redeem us. And he says that the whole town knows that you are a virtuous woman. Did she go about broadcasting her virtue? From what we read in the Bible, he did, she did not. What she did was just do her work. Do her work in terms of going to glean the harvest after others have harvested. And it is said that when she was doing it, she never ever paused. She only paused just to eat a little return to her work. The, the, apart from that, when she did that, the food that she was given to eat, she didn't eat all. She left some to go and give to her mother-in-law. She didn't set out to show that she was a virtuous person. But her actions, first coming all the way from Moab with her mother-in-law, loyalty, showing empathy for somebody who has lost her, her husband and her two children to ensure that this woman did not travel all that way alone back to her place, ensure that when she was there, she had something to eat. The whole town recognized that she was a virtuous person. And therefore, when she went to make a petition to somebody who did, she, she did not, she was not her relative, the person said, I will make sure. What does make sure imply? Make sure implies that no matter what it takes, you will get the, the, the request you have put before me. Ladies and gentlemen, even though the title says a virtuous woman, I want to submit to you that I'm not talking only about women. I'm talking about every single one of us seated here that in all our endeavors, in that which we seek to do, whether in our workplace, whether in our homes, we must seek to be virtuous in our endeavors. The second place where we see virtuous mentioned for this particular presentation is in um, Proverbs, 30 verse, um, Proverbs 31 verse 10. He says, who will find a virtuous wife? for her worth is far above rubies. I'm more interested, I, I would, if, if you don't mind, for this presentation, I'll just put the wife into brackets 
and say, who will find a virtuous person? Your worth is far above rubies. You are priceless. Virtue means the person is priceless. That's what you do. That's what you bring to the table. When you are in your office, your boss will say, she is uh, priceless. I cannot see the organization moving forward without you. Today, as we are in church, can we think about how we can increase our appearance, our, our worship of God in our workplace by that which we do, in our society, by that which we offer, in our, everywhere that we are, by the way we even talk to people. So then people will say that indeed, um, Akosia or Dogwete um, is far above all rubies. So then because Proverbs 31 from 10 downwards talks about the virtuous person and lists certain attributes, I said I would go there and see what are the kind of attributes that the, um, Proverbs 31 talks about. So we see in Proverbs 31, um, verse, uh, the first is charm, the fact that the person is really beautiful. So you see that in um, Proverbs 31, 10, you see it also in Proverbs 21, um, I mean, the, the same chapter, but 21, verses 21 and 22. Can we go to 21 and 22 since we've looked at, yeah. It says, she's not afraid of the snow for her, um, for her household. All her household is clothed in scarlet. And the 22 says, he makes up a street for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Okay, that's number one. And we go to the next thing talks about is strategy. If we want to be full of virtue, we, we can't say that because we are children of God, um, we, will not have, we will not be deliberate in our actions. We need to be deliberate. The Proverbs 31 person, the lady looks at things from far away. He consider, she considers a field and buys it. She looks into the future and says that the, the, the price of this, this um, place would grow in future looks at what the, the family needs. You too, in your life, how strategic are you in what you do? How do you ensure that the things that you are attempting to do, you don't only wake up in the morning and say, oh, I'm awake again, oh, thank you, God. Then you just go out. There must be some plan in your life to what you want to accomplish. There must be some some goal you want to accomplish, and therefore you say, how do I accomplish that goal? It's not enough to wake up in the morning and go to bed again, and you don't know what will happen to you in two years' time. We need to be strategic in our outlook if we want to be virtuous people in our lives. The third thing that we recognize about the person of virtue is a person is very hospitable. And we see that in Proverbs 20, 31, verse, the same place. Um, we've read those scriptures already. He's, she's very hospitable. Let's read, let's, no, we don't read it. Let's go to Proverbs 21, verse 20. Proverbs 21, 20. Sorry, 31, 20. Forgive. Proverbs 31, 20. 
Can you help me? Um, okay. Are we there? Proverbs 21, um, 20. It says that, oops. She stretches out her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. Hospitality sometimes means that as you go along in life, you take care of that which belongs not just to you, but to others as well. So people come to your house, people can come to you and say, we need something, and they know that you will do that for you, help them. You don't only think about you alone and your family members. You think about people outside your family. The person is full of faith. She believes in God. She fears God. And you can see that in Proverbs um, 31, 30. And then finally, the person is emotionally intelligent. Or the person is someone who is caring. Or the person who leads, not from just the fact that I am in charge and everything I say must be obeyed, but that the person looks at the people around um, him or her thinks about their needs and does that properly. And therefore, it, does, it, does, it, does that such a person exist, the virtuous person? And you know the Bible is full of such people. Abigail was one, but for this particular story, or for this particular day, I would like us to concentrate on Esther. So can we all turn to our book in Esther? And let's look at a young lady who is just comes into a, a space and is, has a profound impact on the kingdom. So much so that when she, she, she based on what she was able to accomplish, a whole feast was instituted not for her, but for what she was able to do in that place. I want us to look at a person of influence in the Bible, and that person is Esther. So let's go to Mother, um, Esther chapter 2 from verse 7. Esther chapter 2 from verse 7. Verse, um, chapter 1 talks about the um, situation that was created before the need for Esther to come into the kingdom was, uh, was, came about. So now we are starting in Esther 2 from verse 7. And it says that, and Mordecai had brought up Hadasha, that is Esther's, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father or mother. The young woman was lovely and beautiful. When her father and mother died, Mordecai took her as his own daughter. So it was that when the king's command and decree were heard, and when many women gathered at Shushan, the citadel, under the, many young women were gathered at Shushan, the citadel, under the custody of Haggai, that Esther was also taken to the king's palace into the care of Haggai, the custodian of the women. Now the young woman pleased him, and she obtained her favor. So she, he readily gave preparations to her besides her allowance. Then seven choice maid servants were provided for her from the king's palace, and he moved her and her maid servants to the best place in the house. 
Amen. Moved her to the best place in the house. Amen. Now, here is someone who comes from, she's, she's nobody. If, let's bring it to our body day world, one would think about one, one event or one program that I can think about would be something like um, the X Factor or um, any of those programs that they bring people from all over the country to it. If you look at that program, they move from city to city, searching for talent, or America has gone talent. They move from city to city, searching for talent. And when you look at it, you see huge crowds coming in there. They come, they all have their tag numbers, they go and, and, and perform, and based on that performance, they are selected to be part of the program or not. But after the first selection process, so you can imagine thousands and thousands of people, you are, we are told that, oh, in that case, go, you've been selected to, be, to come to Hollywood. Usually they'll come up with about a, a number of 100, then they'll whittle it down to about 50, they'll go further, then they'll go to the top 20, and then people will compete every day. So every time there's a competition. In the same way, and this takes a year, if you bear me witness, so by from the selection time to the time that one person is selected as the, the, the winner of um, America's Got Talent or British has Got Talent or the X Factor, it's a whole year. So that's the same process that Esther and the rest went through. They came, the Bible will tell you that they had six, um, one year of preparation that was their one year of preparation. So can we now see how it is like in our own world? Mm -hmm. We have American Gotalet, or we have um, um, X Factor, and uh, Esther did X Factor. The first thing that I find very interesting is the fact that when she entered by her, by her charm, by her strategy, she was noticed. She was noticed. I believe that because God was with her, he made her stand out amongst all the various talents that were gathered there. Bible says that she had charm and she was beautiful to look at. But I can tell you, if there was anybody like Vashti and everything, they would also have, they would also have charm, they would also have beauty. But the God factor that you and I have is what sets us apart. And therefore, it beholds on us that wherever we are, we, we allow that God factor to shine through so that that which we are given to do, we are able to do that. Amen. When we look at her charm, which is said in uh, verse 2, verse 7, the person is lovely and beautiful. Um, the, the dictionary would, would, would describe charm as the power or quality of delighting or attracting or fascinating others. Hmm. I would say that, yes, indeed, that is good, but let the God factor shine through you. And that makes your charm simply irresistible. People would come to you knowing that you have answers that they can, they can, they can rely on. That is what we as children of God must do. Let's not just rely on our beauty. Let's rely on the God that lives in us 
to make us attractive to perform our duty. The second thing that you would notice about Esther when you read that book is her strategy. His, his, her uncle was someone who, who was um, very, very principled as well. And therefore, an order was given that bow to somebody based on his convictions and based on his knowledge of the person. He felt that this person was not someone that must be bowed to. And definitely, um, um, his later actions, Haman's later actions showed that he was not worth that um, 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 obeisance. He was not worth that recognition. And based on that, Haman said he will show Mordecai. And Haman was such a petty person that even though an individual, you have a problem with an individual, he says that no, the individual alone should not suffer. Everybody associated with that individual must suffer. If that is somebody that you must be bowed to, I don't know. And therefore, I'd like to encourage you, when you have the opportunity to be in places of authority, as much as lies within your power, whatever policies, whatever you do, make sure that you are fair in your engagement, because if you are not, in the end, the right thing will prevail. And the right, when the right thing prevails, you will be put to shame. So please, let the God in us show up wherever we are. So Haman comes to him, uh, to, to Esther. Haman is flying all over, all over the place. I'm dead, oh, I'm dead, oh, or in local language, or can we get another translation? Or the Barika translation. You know, I'm dead, we are dead. Everybody is dead. We have to do something, we are dead. And calls on Esther. So if you, if you, if you look at um, Esther, Esther didn't just say, okay, my uncle is dead, what should I do? No, 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 no. He first, she first, let's look at verse 4, verse 5. Chapter 4, verse 5. She says, she sent to find out that what is the issue? So he called um, Hattach, one of the kings, you know, whom he appointed to attend to her, and gave, he, gave him a command concerning Mordecai to learn what and why this was. When you are acting, you should not act in a vacuum. Find out what is the problem and why does the problem exist. What is the problem? We'll first talk about the, fruit, the, the fruits. Why tells you what brought about the, that, that problem? What is the problem? Why is that problem existing? Don't just ask, what is it? Then you are done. No, 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 no. If when you do the why, then you understand what is needed to, to, to take, take, take that, um, to um, address that problem that exists. Then Mordecai was like, go now, go now, go now. And Esther said, chillax. Take your time. Let's look at this again. You know, and that is in verse 11, you know that nobody goes to the king without being summoned, right? 
And this is known not just in the palace, this is known worldwide, across the whole kingdom of Persia and me. I can't just go like that. I have, to be, I have to make sure that when I go, I will survive enough to get the, 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 the results that are needed. If she had gone when Mordecai just sent her, she would have died. But she needed to, to study. And after all, that is her husband. So, uh, ladies, when you need something, or gentlemen, when you need something from your better half, you need to see what the situation looks like before you just go. You just don't go and say, eh, and, eh, and, eh, eh, no, 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 no. You will not get any hearing. Even though you may be right, at that particular time, it may be a wrong time. There's a need for you to study the times and seasons and use wisdom in your relationships so that you'll be well, well, well suited. I mean, you can't just come, I mean, in my, my, my husband, when, when, whenever I want to do something that I, I know I need his buy-in, I don't just get up and say, oh, this is what I want us to do. No, 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 no. I have to study him. See when he's in the right, good, good time and say, oh, sweetheart, can we consider this? This looks like something that if I think will benefit us, why will it benefit us? And so on and so forth. Therefore, even children, when you're talking to your parents, please take your time, use strategy. I remember once when I had just become born again and um, I was... My, my, I was then, I wanted to go to the charismatic church, but daddy was very, very lovely Presbyterian elder. I mean, how? So I was going and there was a position and I didn't want that friction. So one day I went to daddy and said, daddy, um, I would like to have um, a, a, a chats with you and daddy said okay what's up and I said I have a little problem you see I have a friend and she's giving birth to a young child but she doesn't feed the child the child is always hungry the child is not doesn't have enough food and when you go the child is crying and crying and I don't know how to talk to the person should I call the, my friend for you to talk to her? To her? I said, oh, yeah, 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 call me. Let, me, let me. let me have a conversation with her. And I said, okay, I will. But daddy, you are that, that lady. You've talked to me all my life. No God, no God. Now I know God. But honestly, the Presby Church, they are not feeding me. So I want to go to the charismatic church. From then... No more opposition because he understood. I took the strategy from David and Nathan. He, he did not, meanwhile, my, my elder sister who was a crefe before me, eesh, the way they used to worry her, me when it happened, once I went there and I used that. So that is the kind of thing you just don't, if you want something that is difficult, Check the atmosphere and see what God, what wisdom God will give to you to address that um, thing. So, what obstacle do you have? And then, of course, Nathan says that, oh, if you do, you'll perish. Yes, I know I'll perish. 
but still, I have to do it well. So he asked Nathan, can you ask your people that everybody, everywhere should fast? I always wonder how Nathan, eh, sorry, uh, Mordecai got the, answer, the, 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 the information too, because there was no WhatsApp those days. But that's one another thing that I would have to dream about and find out how he distributed the information because he, they had to do it that in the next day or two days. But everybody was fasting. But the fact that others are doing the job for you doesn't mean that you yourself, you shake your responsibility. The guys say that when the, when the dead person has uh, somebody carrying him on the shoulder, then the dead person starts um, um, twisting the head. That means... You don't do that. If others are helping you, you must take the responsibility for yourself. Brothers and sisters, why would you, you need a job. Somebody has opened the job, has given you a, a, a lead that go to this particular person or go to this organization or these people are hiring. So send your CV and then you go and you don't send your CV or maybe by some miracle you even send the CV and you get the job, and then when you now enter the organization, do your work, you don't want to do your work. Why, you want the person to come and do the work for you? Ah, no. Take responsibility for your own life. Take responsibility for yourself. That makes you a person of virtue, because when the, when the, when the people in the workplace see how you do your stuff, your going, your coming, the way you are professional in your outlook, they will say this person's worth is far above what we pay him or her. And therefore, when you want to, uh, anything that you want, you are given. You take responsibility for yourself. And then also, most importantly, you are able to say that indeed, I will do that which it takes to make this thing happen. So that is her strategy. She had the knowledge, she acknowledged what obstacles she faced, she took up the challenge, she fasted, she took personal responsibility, and then she was courageous in her outlook. She was also teachable, or someone that you could talk to and the person will learn from what you say. Both Hegai and Mordecai taught her. She was not, um, she was not somebody who, when you asked her to do something, she'd be like, how dare you? Do you know who I am? Are you aware of my position? How can you, you know, and by the way, Hegai, are you aware that I am the queen and you are just uh, a eunuch? You know, you, who are you? It doesn't matter. In this life, it doesn't matter who the knowledge comes from. Open your heart, open your minds, receive that knowledge. So far as the knowledge is good, because everybody, everybody is someone in his or her own sphere of influence. I mean, the, yes, two days, two days ago, I happened to be in Tamale. And when I was there, the person that was taking us round, I've been in Tamale, in Tamale very, for many, many times. But that, I mean, and I said, oh, we need to go here. And the person started using a particular route. I said, no, 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 no. That is not the route. She said, he said, okay, you relax. I will get us there. The route that I was recommending, 
would have kept about four hours before we would get there. But because he had that knowledge, and I submitted myself to his knowledge, we were able to get there on time because that was when I needed to get there. Charlie, doesn't matter where the knowledge is coming from. Every organization, every learning organization grows if they do not limit the, the, the learning or the, the lessons from just the top. But everybody has a part to play in the organization. So her teachable spirit, her faith. Some of us, when we face obstacles, we forget God because we are hot. We are in trouble. So we try to use all sorts of ways and means. There's only one source. There's only one opportunity, and that is God. So I will encourage you, when you face the challenges, the, the winds are against you, don't go anywhere. Don't waste your time. Just turn to God and say, God, I need your grace. I need your help. You are not too big to ask God for help because he created you. He created me. He created all of us. And when we come to him, it is his delight that he will listen to the, our petitions and grant our petitions according to his will, not according to yours. He will grant our petitions according to his will. And therefore, Esther sought God. He cried to God. He asked for grace. She asked for mercy. She cried for, 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 for forgiveness for, for, the, for not just herself, but for every person, every Jew in the land at that time. And then Esther was what we will call emotionally intelligent or would knows and looks at the, 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 um, the, the things about herself and knows and leads from understanding people. She regulated herself. She was self-aware. She knew that at this time, I have strengths and weaknesses, therefore I work with them behaving in humility. Somebody needs help, and the way the person would ask you, in fact, the person would not ask, the person would demand from you that do this for me. And you are like, where, where, when did I owe you so much? Immediately puts the person off. The person is not interested. So let's be emotionally aware. Let's, be, let's, let's have that personal motivation to do things for ourselves. Let's be empathetic. Mordecai comes to the gate. The Mordecai is, um, is not in any clothes. He says, that take this and keep, give it to Mordecai. Mordecai says, no, at this time, it's not, it's not time for clothing. But still, and most importantly, she helped ensure that she was keeping her connections within the um, 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 palace well. So what happened? Esther had a challenge. Her whole community, in terms of Jews, spread all over the Persian country, um, 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 kingdom, were about to be killed. She was asked to use her services. 
She didn't go just like that. She was strategic in her outlook. She used her emotional intelligence. She used her charm. She went to the king. She fell down at the king's feet. The king said, I have seen. I know there's a problem that you want to be solved. She didn't even say, oh, yes, I do. I have a problem. Pa. Hey, do you know what is going on? No. She said, oh, king, let's do this another time. The king realized that Esther would not get up after having called for her for 30 whole days and come of her own accord. There's something wrong. So the next day, when they went, the king said, Esther, what is the issue? Before Esther laid it out. Where are we? How can we be Esther's? It is we realizing that in the world that we live in, virtue or being virtuous is needed. And when we allow ourselves to be used as vessels of honor or vessels of virtue, God is seen, God is glorified, and most importantly, our lives are a testimony of the goodness of God in our lives. At this moment, I would like to encourage all of us to be upstanding whilst we pray briefly. I'd like us to pray for just four or five quick things. In the first place, I would like to ask, to ask God for the strategy that we need in our daily lives. We pray, oh God, that we would be strategic in our outlook. Everything that we do is not because we are people of, we, we, but we can't do things just anyhow. We have to be strategic in what we do. So let's pray to God that we'll be strategic in our outlook. Father, we thank you for your grace upon our lives. We thank you for your opportunity, O oh Lord, to hear your word, O oh God. We pray, O oh God, that we will not live as people who do not have any hope, who do not have any dreams, who do not have any aspirations, O oh God. We pray, O oh God, that you would be with us. You would teach us to think about the future. We will plan, O oh Lord. We will do things precept upon precept, line upon line, that we shall show the world that we are people of excellence, people that are worthy to be called your children. We pray, oh God, for your hand upon our lives, oh Lord, for the hand upon our families, for their hand upon our nation, for your hand upon our church, oh Lord, that it shall be a church of, 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 of great excellence in all that we do. We pray, oh God, for our fruits, oh Lord, that our fruits shall be fruits of wisdom, fruits of righteousness, fruits of, of, of the grace that you have given to us in Jesus' name. Shall I pray, we pray, oh Lord, shall we pray for the spirit of um, excellence or the spirit to, be, to, to, be, to learn? Let's desire to learn. Let's desire to understand. Let's desire to, to apply that which we have learned. Father, indeed, we bring ourselves, we ask, oh Lord, for the opportunity to learn, oh Lord. We pray, oh Lord, you help us to listen, for us to grow, for us to apply that which you have taught us. We pray, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, let's, let's, we pray, oh God, that you would, you would make us not only learn, but you pray that when we grow, when, when, we, when we excel, oh Lord, when, when we are recognized, oh Lord, we'll continue to be humble. We pray for humility. Shall we pray for humility right now? Humble, to be humble wherever we find ourselves. That we will not think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think, oh Lord. Father, we pray, oh Lord, that you would help us in, in, in our humility, oh Lord. Let's pray, oh, let's also pray 
for our increase in our faith in the name of Jesus. That we will trust you no matter what the, the circumstances are. That we will trust you with everything we have, with everything that we know, oh God. That people will be drawn to your house. We pray, oh God, for the upcoming days of um, soul winning. That we pray, oh God, that this church shall be a place where many souls shall be won, oh Lord. Many souls shall come because they would hear of the goodness of God in this place. And as it has happened in the time of Shushan, oh Lord, indeed, many shall be added, shall, shall become Christians because they see your glory upon our lives. They see your honor upon our lives. They see what you can do in our lives. And our lives shall be a testimony of, of, of your grace. Father, we thank you, God, for the opportunity to come to you today. We thank you for the opportunity to listen to you and hear your word, oh God. Father, we pray that the word that you have prayed about today, that we listen to, oh God, it shall burn in our hearts, oh Lord, that we shall people who shall apply the word, oh Lord, that many more shall come to know you because you have been shown in this place. You have been glorified in this place. May our lives be a testimony. May we be people of virtue. That everywhere that we go, Lord, we shall bear testimony of your goodness in our lives. May your name be glorified. May your name be praised. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.